Hey, AGs, are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. It's a sin to look this good, and luckily, I'm agnostic. Even if it's still a plague, I won't let you play or kill me. Oh, <laughs> I love a little, little <laughs> tip to um, this wonderful time in our uh, world history. You guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 212 which feels like a moment. I, actually like say, a I, I love that. I'm not even in the numerology, but I loved it. And it actually makes me think of Azalea Banks when I still had hope for her. Um, oh. So that's nice. <laughs> oh my God. I know. Azalea Banks so much. RIP career. Well, not, well, you're not a career, certain type of success. Yes, that's better. I quantify yeah. now. She is like, she crossed over from notorious to just like unfortunately unforgettable is how i would put it like Like, why won't you leave my memory now please bless her heart bless her heart um and i just have to say bless this guest who's coming back on the people's people's couch and i'm so excited to have him you know him as the new york times best-selling author of i can't date jesus whose newest book i don't want to die poor is one of my absolute faves i've read both of them i love both of them and i just kind of love when he comes on andy's girls you guys welcome back michael arsenal i am very happy to be talking with you again about (laughs) Bravo. Nice things to talk about for the most part. Yes, it is. Thank you. And I love what you said about the books. Yes, I appreciate that. Um, the second book was released during a plague. We don't we don't we don't recommend that, but people are fine and so mm-hmm. really happy. It's about student loan debt, so it's relatable. <laughs> 
I mean, it's be- it's beyond relatable. And I can't imagine the work that went into, obviously, the writing of the book, the editing, the strategy behind promotion, and then COVID happens. How do you how do you respond just from your soul? You know, it's I had interesting challenges before that even started, which probably mm-hmm. some probably some similar issues to I imagine race relations on the upcoming season of uh, Real Housewives of New York, and then the plague mm-hmm. happened, and then nothing was open, so it kind of really sucked. Also, I thought about this because I just celebrated the birthday and my birthday, but um, I happy could- I quoted Erica Jane in the beginning of the book. Cardi B and Erica Jane. Yes, it's expensive to be me. My, 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 how things turn. Um, Can't wait for the new season. But yes, uh, thank you. (laughs) I mean, it it works. It is, in fact, very expensive to be her, as hundreds, if not thousands of victims have discovered. Yeah, you know, it's very... I I just am like, allegedly, girl... You know, I just... I quoted Erica in the book and I just, what the fuck? Um, but I, I can't wait until see this season. I'll say that. Yeah. You can tell I'm trying to write a tight rope. It's not working. Cause I mean, what the fuck? Um, have you heard from, I know that the last time that you were on, I think we talked a little bit about candy, about Candace, who's been very supportive of your work, which mm. is great. Um, have you heard from any housewives through the what? period of promoting either book? Erica knows I quoted her because I told her, you know, I was I'm a big, it was a big Erica Jane supporter. Well, I'm using, well, girl, it don't look good. I'll just say that it don't look good for her. It, it, it's not, Rest in peace. it's not looking great. So I'll just say that. But, um, <laughs> I did tell her and she kind of, she wrote back. She acknowledged it was nice. She followed like, so she, she was nice about it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't want to say taint. Well, tainted, yes. Because um, <laughs> much of my book is also about exploitation and how people are treated and how people, you know, so yeah, it ain't looking good for her. But um, outside of that, no. So it's been mostly, um, it's, it's Candace. We, um, I know mm-hmm. polarizing space here, um, figure here, but <laughs> Candace. I would really no, like great. it if I that's got, great. I would like to actually get my book to Portia. I mean, Tanya d- did have a book club, but she left us. Um, we'll get to that, I'm sure. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to see if Portia will, you know, if Portia likes, you know, she got a book club, but she likes to read books. Someone send her, I can't date Jesus. Because I, you know, I'm not going to wear her hair, but I would promote it in, in exchange. I love Portia. Um, How do you feel about um, this season of Atlanta so far? I mean, we saw the finale. We've seen I've seen the reunion trailer literally four times just trying to understand it, to be honest. I just I don't know where it went wrong, but it it definitely veered left when it needed to go right. While the first 10 seconds of a preview of the crab cakes of Potomac better than the entire season now. Um, I have not enjoyed Housewives of Atlanta um, at all. I knew it would be kind of mixed because one, I get that it's a plague and, and Nene left, even though Nene brought a dark energy to the show and it was exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, we wish her well um, in peace because mama don't got it, bless her heart. Um, <laughs> but this season is terrible and I just, if I can get right into it, I- um, Oh my God, do it, do it. I'm, I'm now, I don't like Kenya Moore. I'm not a fan. I don't. I wish know that you for. don't. I know that you don't. But this is why I don't like her because I'm just like watching these scenes with more. I'm like, girl, you don't know that man. Um, you made a baby with him, adorable, but you can't even show the baby's face because this stranger man is torturing you the entire time. So you did you are not a good source of picking him, and you find healing in that. I've picked some terrible men too. But you're trying to distract us from that 
by slut shaming Portia Luther King all season. And then mm -hmm. we have Drew Sador, who I know this is a um, specific reference, but if you watch Greenleaf, I tweeted last night, Drew thinks she on Greenleaf, you know, with Lady May and the rest of the mega church people, not on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, I don't give a <laughs> fuck about the Delilah spirit. I don't like Latoya either, but also no, she's not, she's trying to make her like the tramp of the Bible or like all this stuff, like grow up. Like what? What's happening? And I, oh, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Now. No, no, I love it. This is not a ramble. This is and a monologue, was, and I'm here and for. And what it. was Drew? I'm sorry. I'm actually sure that scene with her son probably helped some people with similar situations. However, <sighs> I and I didn't want to tweet it because I didn't want it to seem. I I can understand the intentions, but I would just say personally, and it kind of speaks to how I feel about Drew on the show. I felt very uncomfortable watching that because that felt too intimate to be shown on television. And I, and, and I can increasingly see with certain reality types, particularly if they do like a Bravo franchise, like the housewives, they give us a whole lot too soon. Like I love looking at her husband, but I, it was like first episode mm -hmm. she came and we're already in the throngs of like the chaos of her marriage. I'm like, girl, I just met you. And I only remember you vaguely from the game. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, no, I don't, this season is not it. Um, I don't, it's, it's, it feels so joyless. I mean, it's been like some funny moments, I guess with the, uh, well, the Bolo thing was funny until Kenya ruined it. Yeah, it feels like a very confused season where nothing is necessarily intersecting. Mm -hmm. There is chaotic energy with Toya that feels in many ways performative. Oh, yes. Kenya's energy that feels vengeful. And then you have quote unquote real moments, but the main participant is a child who cannot give consent, who's visibly uncomfortable like, that's and the thing. nervous. He's so uncomfortable. I'm like, it's, so, he's, he's, no, he's, he's so, so uncomfortable. And I don't know, there's so many layers of it that sort of add discomfort, but I think are interesting to discuss because he's uncomfortable. Is he uncomfortable because this is a man who is now being sort of illustrated as his, because he's his fa biological father, as his father, who's literally using the word son, which made me cringe. When his dad at the end said son, I was like, Oh, I don't think that that was appropriate for someone you don't have a relationship with. You call him by his first name until he gives you permission to do otherwise. But the whole narrative, I mean, he's not, he's a nine-year-old boy. The old daddy nervous. thing made me cringe. And the and old daddy is like in the saved in the in in um Drew's phone. In it's an inappropriate turn of phrase. I just don't. It's, I don't like, I didn't like it. it, was, it was, oh, oh, also, the editing on this show is terrible. Like, I understand, like, I happen to like Shamia. I, I kind of wish she had did the full housewife audition when she could, but I get why not. Um, mm -hmm. But I, but I, so I get the critique about how fans say she's right up under Portia. However, in like a situation like last week, I only found this out on the internet, on Twitter and all that, but. I didn't realize Marlo said she would fuck Shamia's husband. That's why Shamia was trying to light her up about, um, yeah, Shalia, Shamia left a comment. It was like mm. the shave room or one of the dark spaces of Instagram accounts where you go for guys. So, um, <laughs> shave room is dark. Um, it's a lot going on in that hole. Um, no shade. But yeah, I saw Shamia say it was because Marlo said she was gonna fuck her husband. Of course, Shamia is pissed off at you. Of course, they're going to treat you a kind of way. Why wouldn't they show that scene? Because Marlo is foul. I'm not surprised this has went the way it's going with her and Portia, but why would you not show a scene like that? 
And then why would you also not show that scene? I guess, well, did you see Portia's press conference on IG about the Vulture article? Oh, I 100% did. I had an appointment with my psychiatrist and I told her I was running late because I was on a call, which I don't think is technically a lie. I was on a phone. I was on my phone listening to a very important... It was like a work... I mean... I, I watched it. I lived through it. I had people texting me updates while when I actually like hopped on the appointment, I think 15 minutes late. Like I, it was important. It was, it was must see viewing. Why didn't they show that scene if, if they doing press conferences about it and it's coming up in Vulture articles? I just kind of don't really get this season in terms of how it was produced. I don't really get the makeup of the cast, the Fallon in and out appearance when she was about to fight, which mm-hmm. was interesting, riveting. Um, cause I don't get this season. It's not good. Um, we they need help. They actually need a prayer group, but not anybody from Drew's circle. Not the prophet. Not the prophet. It feels like the women who are most responsible for weaponizing someone else's secrets or pain or whatever are the ones who have the most to hide. And when they reveal something, it's either too much mm. or not nearly enough. Like the Kenya Mark stuff is confusing to me it is confusing to me that she is trying right and she's trying to slut shame however you want to say it you know tanya and portia which is quite an action to take for someone who has revealed so little when it comes to her actual relationship and marriage with Mark where I'm like, I don't, I want to know where the intimacy is in your relationship. Instead of you spending 12 episodes trying to prove to us that a woman who is single and a woman whose relationship boundaries, we have no idea of are somehow in the wrong, like prove to me in your life that you're right. More than espousing this other narrative that's that is a distraction and a distortion and just kind of dumb. Pardon my vulgarity, but if Portia Luther King, um, I personally don't know if there was penetration, but even if she played around with that man for a little bit or did whatever, she being out for the people. I just I don't care. She's single and it was a bachelorette party, and I don't care, Kenya. And you don't know that man. I'm just like you don't know him. I will say this: Kenya Moore is a much better actress than I ever gave her credit for in those few seconds in Waiting to Exhale. Like, mama plays a role on this show. <laughs> oh my God. And I will give it to her, but I am over it. Like, you you can't show your daughter. This man is impossible. You don't really tell us anything. Oh, okay, wait. I did laugh at the beginning of the season when the lawyer was like, oh, he, he, sent, he told you all that love stuff? And he just, sent, he just filed for divorce? <laughs> like, what is going on with her? Oh, and one more thing. I will say shout out to Tanya because Tanya said, I will not let this miserable person mm-hmm. mess up my happy situation with this very wealthy mm-hmm. man who I'm making money with. I would have left too. I would have ran too, Tanya. That's why you never became a full housewife. I would have ran. Girl, don't mess and up my she shit. Has, <laughs> she has like Adrian Maloof level lawyers. They're not allowed to mention her name. I wonder how they're going to get around this is, is that during the happens? reunion. Is that what I, I'm, there, there is a reason they that's have true. not mentioned her once. And I think that is adding to the disjointed nature, which I don't, be, I don't begrudge Tanya for that. I mean, I begrudge Kenya for that, for writing a narrative that was really that fucking sloppy. She did. They, they, def, they have not mentioned her at once. <laughs> no. So then and now she we're did, like, and she did send her lawyers. Oh, she must have, she, okay. Tanya I mean, I, what? 
I don't know if Kenya would have always doubled down on Portia or she did that because the other person refused to participate and didn't allow her to play the game that she wanted to play. So as a result, it's like you're giving us 100% but of complete bullshit, which you know and we know. And then it just makes you look kind of dumb. And then on the flip side, we have this Drew narrative where she is revealing vulnerabilities to us. And I don't want to compare it to Carrie because I think that's actually unfair to Drew. But this season of Dallas, Carrie's only real soft moments came in discussing her daughter's mental health struggles. In And it's a very different situation. In Atlanta, Drew is revealing the story of her you know, oldest son's biological father, but she's doing so in a context where I'm like, I don't know. There's so many layers of visceral discomfort that I feel about this and also questions I have about her marriage and also frustration I have for the Delilah spirit narrative. But just like focusing on the stuff with her son, I don't know if he's uncomfortable because there's a camera crew there. I don't know if he's uncomfortable because he doesn't genuinely want to talk about his his biological father. I don't know if he's uncomfortable because he doesn't know this person and he's being forced to interact with him. I don't know if the father is... I don't know why you would allow an in-person event to happen or be filmed on camera when the parent involved the biological however you want to describe him cannot sustain a phone schedule why are you rewarding him with one-on-one access to your son when he can't sustain calling him and why is he appearing on camera it's there was so much there that then I'm like okay where is the part where I sympathize and empathize with her because I'm not getting it with the Toya stuff. I'm I'm confused why she is allowing herself to be emotionally manipulated by her husband. And then she's also allowing herself to be or look emotionally manipulated by this like man of God. Yeah. A- and the son stuff, I'm like, I don't, I need to, there needs to be a, another action here of something that I can empathize with that feels consistent because it's just so chaotic and who is she i think drew lost me yesterday i like to the point where i'm i don't mm-hmm. care i hear i thought everything i just i don't care like she just i i i know what you mean because i think she's she's giving she is giving us intimacy but it's too much and it feels almost i want to say performative but i think she's she kind of just doesn't know how else to be other than a lot because she just yeah. she has a strong personality and i think this is she does. this has a lot to do with how she just thinks things should or how she is but um i feel like there are other ways for when new cast members join the show to get familiarized with the audience and that's honestly more mm-hmm. about just who you are and how you interact with other people not so much the issues you have in your life, which again, it's, I'm glad. I mean, I, it's her choice to show up, but it's like, it's so much with her husband and it's not completely clear. It's so much with her son and his biological uh, father and it's not completely clear. And then she's going to the stage play um, <laughs> over the top dr- dramedy stuff with the Delilah mm-hmm. spirit. It's like, girl, it's, it's too many productions and I don't even know why I'm supposed to care about you yet. I've, I've at least have some kind of idea of how I feel about everybody else is based on their actions. It's, oh, and Carrie, since we're talking about the lesser tier franchises um, right now. <laughs> Carrie is a horrible person. I could not get through that last episode and it's already a struggle to watch that. But that lets you know it's a play because sometimes I just find things to watch that are mindless. But Dallas, I don't usually like anything Dallas related. And 
Dallas feels like a punishment. Uh, Dallas poor is, Tiffany. I mean, poor Tiffany, poor Deandra in many ways. Who uh, yes, yes, I agree with that. Is Talk about vulnerability. She's someone who's actually sharing with a specific story that feels connected and connective. And then you look at Carrie, who's... I feel like genuinely, honestly, gutturally is manipulating her children's yes. pain and vulnerability in order to attempt to make us feel better about what a shitty person she is. And I don't think that um, pranks are funny and there is supposed to be an element of escapism and Carrie constantly brings us both down to earth and below the earth's surface yeah, with really snide, mean shit. She's an emotionally stunted, obnoxious bully who manipulates everyone and everything. Um, even though Leanne Lockett was racist or whatever, I actually, when they were beefing, when I one time I caught a marathon, I kind of got Leanne more than I did her, even though mm-hmm. Leanne was offensive. I kind of found them both, actually, I found them both insufferable in their own mm-hmm. respective ways. They just all leaned on one side. But Carrie's not... A good, like she in theory if she were a nicer person the season should be more fun but like between brandy and her white guilt um and her worried about her marriage being exposed on the network or whatever <laughs> that's why she ducking from eyes jesus okay sweetie um um her husband is a thought yo um i saw but no i just come on carrie not to be a good a nice person and i kind of i felt uncomfortable for her daughter too but not in the same way because i knew she was mm-hmm. an adult but yeah, care. It, it's sort of like, I'm showing I care about my daughter. See me, see me, see me. That's what she gives. I just, we don't need her. Can they do a, like a huge reshuffle of that entire cast? Like it needs it. They can, um, Deandra and Tiffany can stay. Tiffany might not want to come back. I don't know if I need anyone else, to be honest. I don't. I don't think anyone else is needed. And an AG slid into my DMs yesterday or this morning and said that on Brandy and Stephanie's podcast, which I mean, honestly, purple heart to anybody that is able to sit through that. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. Couldn't be me. They have said repeatedly so many kind of negative things about production being on the show that it appears likely that both of them, or at least definitely possible that both of them won't return. I think it is essentially inevitable that, that Brandy is not going to be back, but like, I don't know why in my head I'm comparing Drew and Carrie. I think Drew was much better casting, but I just think in these two most recent episodes, both of them are way overreaching on the idea of what fun looks like and their idea of fun is so much more revealing of like the negative aspects of their instinctive behavior or responses than anybody having enjoyment i'm so sorry by the way my bad my bad um people listening that gif drew that was stupid and cheap and girl i'm over it i will say the difference between her and carrie for me is that i do believe drew is genuine and sincere in her efforts even when she's trolling however with literally her execution on all these things is pretty poor or i at best like that gift was stupid though like first of all know know your group you clearly have watched your audience know your audience there it is plague brain um none of those women would want that also that 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 hair was not a thousand dollars and i'm not even like an expert but that no and why would you repurpose some old hair? Nobody wants some old weave that you already wanted. Like, what was she talking about? 
she's already she yeah. already proved her point. She did it successfully with the headshot. You don't need to you don't need to repurpose like, girl, did you not a have stale it? joke. Like, did you not have it? Did, are we waiting on the checks? Like, um, did you not have it? Like, don't show up that day. But that was embarrassing. And it was silly and that was such an anticlimactic reunion for a terrible season, but I'm gonna put it in my group prayer while they're figuring out what to do next, because that current I lineup think, is not popping. I mean, it felt like such talk about a cringe moment. And when Portia's like, okay, but do you have the actual gift? <laughs> and Drew's response is like <laughs> Drew's response is like, I this adds up to a hundred dollars. The fact that you included a check to the Humane Society for one hundred dollars in this economy on bravo in this economy on bravo it's disrespectful it's just it's it's actually genuinely disrespectful and cynthia said on the after show she's like you know a lot of these women were asking me why do we have to do a thousand dollars why couldn't we do 500 but that's what they ultimately agreed on and she shouldn't, as you said, shouldn't have shown up. Or if she's going to do a gag gift, which is what that was, including that $100 donation, do the gag gift and then be like, okay, great. And here's a pen from Cartier. Like, yes. do something else because it is genuinely disrespectful to these women. I, I To these women who care about material things, as do uh, I, as do most also, people. It just to me, that was the first Christmas in a plague. I'm like, how do you do this to people? Like, she, I don't see it. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're gonna bring her back but i would rather they don't um i don't know if we need it hmm. but i can tell i, I see the trio with her and Por uh, shamia and portia but um i don't know i'm i, don't I'm, I know mean, how much portia is enjoying it to be honest they seem to really like each other i don't know portia didn't see it for her last night though that was just silly like i don't mind looking at ralph in the future but drew is a lot um, and I did not like that gap. It was a weirdo. Like, I actually, ugh, she made me quote Kenya Moore. How awful. She can't stay. The recording, which she tried to say on Watch What Happens Live, it's like a two consent state or something. I, I saw that. The I'm phrase, like, which it's not. It's not. It's one. It's a one party consent in Georgia. But what, what did that, why are you trying to prove that this person, meaning Toya, ruined your life when it is you yourself who is, decided to continue a relationship with someone who doesn't meet your moral standard and yet you're pretending that Toya's is what matters. She's not in your life. If you respect this person and you decide that you want to surround yourself with people who feel the same way you do, then do that. But that's between you and this man. So then to secretly record him so that you can prove he feels a certain way that is again between you and this man. I mean, Candy's expression was, I think, most. Can I was ours. just about to say, Candy was uh, Candy was for us. She understood. I think Drew just kind of reminds me sometimes when people who are fans of a reality show get on the show, mm. and they tend to just do too much and go too far. And I just, mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, and all of that was more revealing about Drew than it was Toya. Um, mm -hmm. I just think any person that would look at that situation and immediately fault the woman in the way that she did and the invocation she made is really telling um it's unfortunate mm -hmm. and it just again it's boring because no one gave a fuck drew like i don't care if toya um is doing whatever with a profit and what are you talking about like i just was goofy it didn't make any sense like what everything candy said it just between the gag gift which was tacky 
and this taping with this playing of the audio i was like girl are we on a mystery like no one cares like i just don't care and i do not like toya because i think her mouth is too foul and she um and she reminds me of the desperate youtuber but that's where she came from i mean that is like literally and they probably do you never think that, hmm? do, you think do you think they're gonna bring her back i don't think so i don't she doesn't seem liked by anyone kenya doesn't really or she don't I don't, she, who would she film with? I'd be surprised. But maybe. I don't know. It, it was just so, this season when you think about it, and it's like. She was really foul, though. I don't know many people that, I can't see, I don't know anyone that's been like, I really enjoy LaToya. I, I don't know anyone that feels that way. And yet the two women who were doing the absolute most when it comes to Drew and Kenya have seemingly the most to lose when it comes to like quote unquote current relationships. And yet they're trying to drag two women who are single or about to be, I mean, to be separated filing for ask Bethany and Jason, it can take, I mean, that's a crazy case, but like it can take many years. If you have, if you and your estranged spouse are like, we're not getting back together. There's no reason not to see or talk to other people and you're taking all of the agency away from the men involved and again with bolo it's like i I do not know nor do i care his relationship status that's not not that kenya's raising that but like porsche's is none of kenya's business and porsche has said repeatedly that she's a single woman so where's the problem just to say she wanted payback from porsche calling her a whole years ago and we could have moved on but it was boring um and i also just realized while Toya is not particularly likable on the show, I do know her her estranged husband, soon to be ex husband, whatever, was kind of um, online, you know, down at her for only making like a thousand dollars an episode. Um, but I did, but I did, I forgot that he, she's actually accused him of abuse. So that's a dicey situation. So then, even then, by the time I watch the Drew thing, I'm thinking. Yet again, she's being blamed for something like a man does. So it's like, while I you know, don't find her behavior on the show to be that enjoyable at all, no one deserves that type of critique, especially from someone else that's just like them. I just found that really, yeah, this, uh, this season sucks. Which, let's talk about franchise you do, we do like. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, ugh. It's a, I mean, it's a lot. It's sad that Atlanta, not sad as in like, not no, to like it's ring sad. The bells. It's like it's just a little sad because we know these women and love these women, and I really don't. I'm not looking forward to the reunion. I'm just looking forward to it being done so we can look ahead. It just feels like kind of a downer. It's. I, I'm. Re- I'm just. We're gonna watch it, but it's like if the tra- if the trailer wasn't even that exciting, you know, it's not good, and I, it's probably gonna be too long. No, I don't care. I'm gonna watch it, but who cares? Married to Medicine fulfills me. Even Jersey. Jersey is still a lot consistent. So I didn't I think that wasn't correct seen, English, forgive me. <laughs> no, it totally is. I haven't seen this week's episode of Married to Medicine, but I heard, of course, that it's exceptional. I mean, there yeah, this is... this was like the heavier one. It was like... I mean, the, the Simone and Jackie of That was them, beautiful, yes. It's to understand the love that these women have for each other and the frustration and, like, I don't want to use the word jealousy, but there is the competitive nature of how each of them have sometimes viewed their friendship is fascinating Heavenly mentioned this. Uh, okay, so I still watch Heavenly's YouTube recaps of the show, which sometimes <gasps> are actually oh my God. better than the episode or just as good. <laughs> um, 
But and last week, this time Contessa called in and she took a break because you know she's like, "I'm with my kids at soccer," and then she called back in. It's amazing because oh they're God. just they're so normal and funny. It's just like amazing. Mm-hmm. But at one point, Heavenly said she thinks the problem is Simone is jealous of Jackie because out of everyone on the show, Jackie has done the most with it in terms of making money, all these different like endorsement stuff, like the She was saying she felt Simone might be a little jealous. Now I have I love Dr. Simone, but I have been disappointed in the the anger because I don't really get the beef with Jackie. I mean, I guess Jackie should have said something, so it was nice that they made up. But I hope it's not jealousy because I will say you she hangs with Latoya, Toya, and Toya is nothing but jealousy. She's also a downer on this season because she's so angry. That's kind of like an undercurrent on all the shows. There's someone mad about the plague and they're lashing out at, at their coworkers. You can just see it. It was a preview for a lot of people, unfortunately. A hundred percent. And I feel like Jackie and Simone are almost angry at their friend for the same thing, which was, and I don't mean this as a insult, but like not being performative enough on the show. As that's their a, yes, that's, so if someone is coming at you, it's like you needed to, regardless of whatever behavior I did, I needed to see you perform being my bestie because that's the alliance that I thought we had. I love that they had that. You let me down in that scene subtext. <laughs> I mean, but I actually hope they get along. Cause I do not like Simone and Jackie arguing. I don't like that. Contessa and Toya arguing. That's just normal, but not Jackie and Simone that I can't take that during these dark times. I'm all I about light they... the rest of the year. I need them getting along. Well, and it's a show with people who are genuinely putting their lives and their families' lives at risk during a global pandemic. And you're listening to these women talk about their relationship, including when Dr. Jackie was going through cancer treatment. That was twice. beautiful. That was really sweet to see them talk about that. Like, and the doctors, the staff knew if something was going on with Jackie to find someone. I, I love that. I'd rather see that, not Toya, who doesn't do anything. <laughs> like, no shade. Um, but. Eugene, oh wait, I don't want to sound like Dr. Heavenly because I'm not walking around here wait, talking about Daddy. Wait, I am obsessed with Dr. Eugene. Why are you? I like Dr. Eugene. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. What are you about to say? Heavenly's critique was, and I have seen in the scene. Eugene has been at work. I don't know, twelve hours, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen. Who knows? Comes home, and then he's cooking his own food. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then, but then Toya's there, and the kids are working. Toya's not helping them kids at all. They on their own. And then you see Toya almost sniffing him a little bit about the way he cooking something. Now, I do not believe in all those traditional roles about whatever, whatever. Um, and clearly, Toya is often the top in that relationship, and I respect everybody's <laughs> stuff, which I literally don't care. I mean, it might be verse because Eugene, you know, is a dude, dude. Um, big dude. Um, but... I did agree with Heavenly, like, girl, he been on his feet all day trying to save mm-hmm. people's lives, and then he cooking, and you not helping them kids in front of you, and you snapping at him? What have you done all day? Because I, I don't ever see Toya do anything but drive around that car and play tennis. And Heavenly allegedly says that that, whole, that crew don't even like Toya no more, which I might believe. Like, I'm supposed to be on Toya's side, technically, even though I'm not in, I, I try to stand with Aries. That fellow air, people who are Aries. Oh, duh, same. Same. But Toya don't, I don't, mm-mm. Why would she, like, you couldn't, you couldn't even, you couldn't Uber eat Eugene something. That's all I'm saying. Or, like, I, help the kids. I'm like, because Toya is a teacher. Because when she said childs, I was like, actually, no, don't help them children. 
when oh that was terrible and when her son was like what the fuck um with Toya I feel like there is an aspect of her that feels like they have done so much work they've paid back what was owed they they designed this crazy house that's a back on the market which she said everybody in her neighborhood is making good money so I don't know maybe it's a good business decision maybe not but she they had plans to go to Italy or something this summer she felt like they were finally living the life that she had wanted for them as purely as possible for however many years and then COVID happened and she obviously has so much frustration understandably so I, you know, I about the her fact that her life was taken away from her and also there's a camera crew like all of like, I mean, no, what, no, what, I get what it. life are we following we're all you know what life does she way. want to present however I just personally if my partner came home and is a doctor or met whatever essential even if he got to cook his own food I'm not gonna snap at him in the scene with the camera crew or make him get in that tub when you know he's tired you just wanted to be in that tub for this scene because you want to show the bathroom off. It did look lovely. But, girl, Eugene is tired <laughs> and hungry. Let that man get some rest or do, help him out. I, I just, think that's all. I, know, I think it's, yeah, no, tell me, tell me, tell me. No, I just, you could see them. And then I was like, where are her kids at? I don't, I do sound like Dr. Heavenly because she's just like, <laughs> that was the only thing. It, it's fine if Toya don't do nothing, but she got something to say about everybody else. That's what it is. That's what it's, it's. She has something to say literally about everyone else. I would not even critique Toy about any of this if she just were not snapping on somebody every scene, every episode, talking shit about somebody. That's what annoys me. I'm like, you literally don't do anything but cuss people out on the show when you're drunk. I think with Toya, this is a woman who likes to be in control, who's in a situation where she has absolutely nothing in control. And we must all because of a global it. pandemic, and we must all suffer for it and if her re ability she, or her her weapon to take control is using the control against her husband and critiquing him because that is her power she's gonna do it she well, needs to maintain stasis at all costs but you know and that, that might be that king because you that her and eugene do seem happy so you know i don't i might not but um i just I'm like eugene i know you tired and she cussing everybody toy is literally cussing somebody out in every scene this season not every, but close enough. She's all she's ready to go. Sometimes I get the conflict is interesting, but I'm like, why are you? I'm like, oh, you. I'll leave it alone. She don't do nothing, and it's bothersome. I don't need it. I'm fed up. I'm. I'm I might be Contessa too tired too. I don't say Contessa. I got to have a Contessa. Sorry. Like I feel like with some of these relationships, you look at these spouses, I think the most stable, stabilizing spouses on that show, I mean, there are many, there are actually many fa fantastic relationships to unpack, but the two that come to mind are Eugene and Dr. Damon, and they happen to be married to the most uh, fiery personalities when it comes to women who have no issue being yeah. reactive or combative and it makes me kind of like think about Dr. Damon and Eugene who are not in any way I like their um, history though personally I, of course and I also think with both of them it's like maybe they are getting some obviously they're getting something from their wives acting out in ways that they might not like because that's the partner that they've well, decided to have it's, Toya it's seems an like outlet a great for them they do seem i mean they both talk about sex a lot toya does seem like she's a great tom I, I i will say that she seems like a great tom even when she's not mad at you when she's off that tequila but 
this season has been a little bit more caustic than usual. And it's like, girl, you exhausting. I didn't come here for that. Because like next week, actually, she starts cussing at Heavenly again. And then she goes to Damon about it. And he's like, oh, God. don't involve me. And you know, Damon don't put his hand up or says. I mean, Dr. Damon is probably the most I don't, consistent person on any Bravo show. He is so grounded. He is like a he's like literally him and George Gorga for better or I worse. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's he is he's just so I feel like he's really supportive of his wife, but he's also such a grounding, stabilizing influence, not only for his wife, but everybody else in the cast, that there's something honestly kind of like, I don't know what the word is. It's unique and spectacular when you think about it. And the fact that his, his character is as close to perfect as it can possibly be. And he has chosen as his wife, as his spouse, this woman who whose instincts are the exact opposite of his and yet it it works their relationship Actually, really works they both married people who like to set things on fire and they, they're like the nice you know breeze over it um <laughs> amen i mean and they and they all make even... for good tv i just want eugene not to poor eugene that's all i know he tired er is hard work i thought that's something i'm like he ain't er oof he'd be tired it's like it's unbelievable the pressure that these people were put under. Plus, they are giving permission to film and to yeah. put themselves under unique stress during a time in which their bodies are likely past the point of exhaustion. And thinking about that in the back of your head, like the pressure that these families are all under. Because if I was Toya, I would be thinking every day, like, what is Eugene bringing back with him tonight that could harm her kids, that could harm mm. her? Like, it's not obviously. Our tennis group. I mean, her tennis. It's, it's a lot. I would think it's a lot of pressure and stress that the entire family unit feels. And you're going on a reality TV show and you feel like you need to, you know, have an impact. Do we it's think a, it's just a lot. Do we think Toy is on that tennis thing right now? She what, dropped, do you think she's you, playing right now? We think we playing. She's a, playing around the, the tennis now. Not around around the tennis. Playing tennis. I think she's killing it. I think her serve is precise. It's mm. better than some of her reactions on the show. I think she's. I think she's. You know, she's considering herself a bit of an athlete, and I'm. I'm into it. I'm into Toya. Uh, self-stabilizing and if <laughs> tennis is the if tennis yeah, is the outlet instead of instead of that. you know coming in on Eugene I'm all for it it's it's fascinating that like the two most interesting shows to me for not just what are on TV right now but just in a while I would say this season of Married to Medicine and every season of Married to Medicine and New Jersey and both are about genuine boundaries and pressures that are put on marriages and relationships and the hardship that comes with allowing permission for mm. a show to poke at the most sensitive yeah. valuable thing you have which is maybe your marriage not for everybody but I'm, for a lot of them maybe your marriage um i i have a greater appreciation for the consistency of the jersey franchise in the mm -hmm. last few years that group of that cast is actually a consistent group. This season has mm -hmm. been good. Um, it's been great. Although, poor Gia. I feel like you're about to talk about. Oh. 
My thought was I got the analogy, but I found that to be made in really poor taste. And I did not like when Jackie did that. But Teresa is foul. But this is why Teresa is remains the show. Um, who, Melissa needs something to do. Because she's never, she's never gonna have enough. It's never, it's not gonna happen. She does not produce a natural story. They do That's not the thing about her. They do not have marriage problems. I'm like, girl, y'all. Dolores is the only person who technically doesn't really do anything, but it's always amazing because there's just so much around her. But mm-hmm. I want her to let David go. I, I actually like David. He seems cool as a person, but not as a partner. Dolores needs partner. Uh, I mean, Frank is even saying that. He's like, he's a great guy. He's a shitty boyfriend. And I don't know why Dolores isn't Frank listening is such to her a, ex-husband who knows about being a shitty partner. Frank is such a light now. He's so delightful. I really enjoy him. He's delightful. He's a terrible spouse. And the fact yes. that he can and be And he'll tell honest, you that. He'll at least give you warning, which is... Yeah. Most I men mean, will not. Um, They're terrible I, people. And Dolores loves him. I don't know why she's not willing to listen to him. I think it's because she wants to prove to herself that maybe she can make this relationship work with this man who she obviously has a lot of love for but I just don't I don't know if she admires the way that he treats her I I doubt that that she does and for for her to lose her mind over her dog being there I think any pet owner person who has a dog in their life completely got it i mean i when she was when she was crying i was like thinking about my childhood german shepherd i was like honestly i don't care who the fuck is saying this if somebody like talks about kirby i'm gonna lose my shit like and there's something to be said for the fact that as a dog lover animal lover she's refusing to put down her relationship like the relationship is struggling it's not healthy it's ending let it go put it down I like that she's been more honest about it not working. I would just Mm -hmm. hope by the end of this season, we'll hear her say she's single and looking for someone. Because honestly, Dolores looks fantastic. Dolores is hot. And honestly, I don't, David didn't like the work, but I'm like, look, it was very tastefully done. I'm like, who's your doctor? It's giving French Montana and Drake very chic results. (laughs) I'm into it. Um, I love Dolores. Um, I do think Marge heard that rumor, but didn't want to whatever i'll leave it alone evan is cute evan is very attractive teresa knows it we all know it i love that teresa has a crush on him yet will spread a foul rumor about him she is um that's what you do when you want to be in a relationship with someone who is not available she's okay burning whatever down she's so uniquely consistently chaotic i would also like this i would love to watch a um a a dramedy prequel about all of them in their 20s when they were on the beach like melissa joe oh teresa jersey and dolores shore. i i need that i need the their jersey shore i need that come on patterson jersey let me see that show <laughs> i need that dolores get to the money please help me out i will teresa i would watch that they're they're hilarious people how do you think that how do you think it is that Jersey has been able to achieve a kind of energy that supersedes this global pandemic in Atlanta? And I'm not even going to say Dallas has not because Dallas is just honestly bad. It, it it doesn't know. It would not understand how to read an instructions manual. How do you think that Jersey has been able to provide that kind of energy and life that Atlanta struggled to find? I don't know if it's 
production. I'm not, I don't want to keep saying production, but I'll just mm-hmm. say I'm thinking like what really works about New York and New Jersey for the most mm-hmm. part, but New Jersey did struggle for a few years, um, being mm-hmm. generous. Uh, but I think with this recent cast, it just kind of works. It's like the perfect mm-hmm. mix of people who, no matter how many times we see them, manage to come up with some new bullshit that is entertaining to work about. And they're just uniquely, mm-hmm. their spouses are even, like, honestly, it just kind of is like a perfect fit. I don't even think I would normally work for the show. Like, the men. The men are so much more useful in Jersey than they are mm-hmm. outside of Atlanta. Um, I don't know. And New York has a, just a consistent mix, too, for the most part. I don't know why Atlanta... Atlanta has, I think Atlanta has been more on a down, downward spiral than most people tend to admit. Um, I personally, for the last couple seasons, have been touch and go. Like, I watch it because I'm faithful, but mm. I haven't, I, I miss Carlos King when he was the showrunner of the shows, to be honest. Um, yeah. I think last season was a little, was, was, last season towards the reunion, like the reunion for last season actually got me excited about what was to come. And then this season was just kind of like, eh. I don't know. I think for a while, the show relied so much on Nene. Mm-hmm. They never really integrated the group in terms of age right to me. They're trying to do mm-hmm. that now. I did so many things, other little problems with Atlanta that should have been fixed along the way, for at least in me anyway. Am I making sense? No, you totally are. And as someone who isn't necessarily a super fan of Kenya, I would say, what are your thoughts on, do you think that Kenya makes sense on the show, regardless of how you feel about her? Okay, so I, again, I'm not a big, okay, I say this season, which I don't really enjoy this season. If not for Mm -hmm. Kenya, there wouldn't be anything. But what did Kenya offer us? A storyline that honestly just feels trite, offensive, and useless. And the fact that she did that costume. And it's just like, at a certain point, you should know better. There's also the reality, like, we can't even see her daughter and she's not being completely forthright about her marriage. I think if she can be, I mean, in terms of like a villain, unless you have someone to replace her, which I don't think they have, you probably need Kenya at least for another season. If Kenya can kind of, I don't know, be more interesting with something about herself, I would keep watching. But as of now, it's sort of becoming the equivalent of Sheree being the bone collector when it was like, okay, it was funny for like a season, but then you just realize, oh, you're just deflecting from showing anything about your life. And now it's kind of like stale. Um, mm-hmm. But Kenya, I get she's a villain, but I don't know if she's the perfect foil that she used to be. Cause I personally would be exhausted if I saw this Kenya Portia Bolo bullshit for another season. Um, if, but Kenya is at least you, for another season. If you were Candy, how do you put yourself in the position of supporting your friend who's behaving in the kind of destructive manner that you personally abhor when it comes to slut shaming and, and Can- sex negativity. Candy not Candy is um Switzerland. Uh, I feel like unless it directly and I mean and I don't mean this in a selfish way. I just think mm-hmm. Maybe privately she might say something at most. She's not really going to get into it. Because even, I, I actually kind of appreciated that she kept repeatedly saying, Portia's grown and whatever happened, we weren't supposed to be talking about it. She kind of just stayed with that and stuck with it and didn't let anyone push her one way or another. That's more admirable, you know, than anything. But Kenny's not going to listen anyway. I think Kenny, I think Candy would talk to someone if she thought they would listen. I don't know. Kenny, Kenny doesn't strike me as the type that would even take that advice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But to me, I think as long as Candy didn't kind of like play into that stuff, then I don't really have. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Because I actually like that she gets along with Portia now. I found I just did not want to be exhausted 
by that. Like, which is why, I mean, I don't think they'll ever bring Phaedra back. But I wouldn't want, even though I, well, before that rumor, all that came out, Phaedra used to be enjoyable to me, but I wouldn't want her to be back just because it would be, we would be going back to watch old fight. I don't know. I kind of just need the season to have a better mix of people who just generationally fit. Because the auntie <laughs> niece's thing was funny, but that to me illustrated the ultimate problem with the show is that for years it was leaning in one direction. And you didn't really pull in enough people. I think with, and Eva's gone, so she would have been even another balance. I didn't want I didn't want Eva back either. I'm nobody, not, I don't think anybody wanted Eva back, to be honest. They need to leave her mean ass alone about her new teeth, but like I don't see it. Uh, <laughs> Even not the nicest, but they need to leave her alone. Did you, um, so noting Portia's Instagram live, what do you think of the idea that Kenya was trying to weaponize Portia and Candy's separate work or interest in working with the network to support black talent and production against Portia? It's why I don't like. Also bringing Candy into it. It's why I don't like Kenya, because I think ultimately you play a villain, you're playing a specific role. I get it, you're in a lot of employment, you're an actress, blah, blah, blah. But I think certain things should kind of be off limits. I felt kind of like criticizing Portia's activism, particularly her lineage, and regardless of how she fell into it, um, was really in poor taste. So her finding out that she did this, it kind of, to me, is a continuation of that same thing. And I just find it for her to even try to exploit that just for, you know, the sake of being messy or... It's, um, you know what? It speaks to her maturity level, which is probably why at her big age, she was wearing that costume and didn't know any better. So um, it, it's a testament to all that. Kenya more hair care. Um, I'm not a fan. You're not a fan. I, I don't think I've agreed with anything that she's done this season. I do still think she's really important to the show, but it makes that. me... It makes me sad. I like when I don't know that this is will ever be possible again, but I liked when they had a stalemate. I liked when Kenya and Portia were able to get along and be cordial with their and, kids. I like to see that and be curious. They were curious about each other in a way that felt safe where they wanted to understand or enjoy the other person and you didn't feel like there was a vendetta in their back pocket and I don't know that that will be possible again because I do think Kenya has crossed the absolute hardest most yes it's sacred not, lines to cross it's I don't see any coming back which I I don't want to see them keep arguing only because also it just kind of reminds me of a continuation of certain kind of subplots on the show. That's mm -hmm. more than anything. I think in terms of Jersey, a couple of seasons back, why I personally was out of it because it became too much of Teresa and the Gorga's, the Gorga family fight. And I'm like, I'm mm -hmm. enough. And they've since stopped that for the most part, but only little teases that feel more natural and the cast has expanded to new fights and new relationships. Mm -hmm. I think that's a little, I mean, sort of this season we were going to that, but just not in the best of ways. And then kind of it just carried over with Portia and Kenya, which I guess carried the season, but that, I mean, this is a season most people don't like and not as many people are watching. So yeah, I mean, I, it needs I, something. I'm yeah. I'm glad you said that because I think there is an interesting comparison between the Judy J, Judice Judiches, and the Gorgas versus the Kenya and at one point 
the Kenya and Portia of it all, which no longer remains, where it's like, we know the pain that we have inflicted on each other. We don't want to go back to that. It's obviously different when it's a family member versus a cast, mem- a cast member, but there is something to be said for knowing there was a darkness that was here that was bad for both of us, regardless of how it was damaging for our brands. And we don't want to do that to each other, aka ourselves again. And it's at least helpful that Teresa and Melissa and Joe have stuck to it. And the only way I see that falling apart is fucking Teresa's, not literally fucking, but figuratively fucking, Teresa's ex-husband, who is constantly doing dumb clickbait on Instagram, dragging his former so sister-in-law and brother-in-law. He's, he's and I so think that ridiculous. actually is really harmful. It's really harmful. And it also feels important on Jersey. Talk about good casting that like you have this family that has given us everything and sacrificed yeah. themselves because of an inner conflict about jealousy, the show, relationships, whatever. And then you have Jen Aiden, who's like revealing in a very vulnerable, intimate way, her parents fight bickering relationship with each other. And she's doing it in a way that I wish Carrie was capable of, but it's actually better that she's not because she proves her her lack of character. Like Jen is showing her parents' relationship through her own story and her own struggle, which is different than just opening a door and being like, look at my relative skeletons. Everybody glam. She's you know she's understandably polarizing and very much admittedly Mm -hmm. into stardom, yet she Mm -hmm. is whether you like her or not, with respect to what you just said, and I agree with, she is, she honestly understands at least the emotional intimacy of the kind of stuff that she's going to like be showing people. And she is genuinely sensitive to that because she clearly does care about her family in, an, mm-hmm. in a way where she's like both aware of like, yes, I would like certain scenes and this is certain things, but just, I don't know, well, again, whether you like her or not, real enough to let her family just be natural and not to like pull something out. Because they're also just naturally private people and you can tell. Like I thought how she what she did with her brother in the past was mm-hmm. really well done and like there's a sensitivity to her at least how she handles her family on camera that she doesn't display with her coworkers. But she gets it in a way that the other ones I you do wish they would, or in some cases not. But yeah. I mean, she's very multi layered and the fact that she was able to say Drew could take notes from her actually. Drew, I don't think Drew has the capacity. She doesn't, but I wish she, she did. doesn't. I wish she did too. And with Jen, it's like she's able to say, listen, I I don't, I wasn't present. I was a child when you were experiencing what you say that you experience when it comes to being emotionally abused. I get that my dad is never going to understand that, but I am now saying I hear you and I'm sorry. And that takes such grace and courage to be able to say I am scared that my dad might be angry at this but I love you enough to say that I am hearing you and for her mother who had no choice in who she wanted to marry no choice in what country she wanted to live in no choice in whether she wanted to stay married to this man to hear her adult child say I hear you and I'm sorry that this is the life that was directed at you handed to you while your hands were like tied behind your back, yeah. I, I for her to be able to dance that very, very delicate ballet. I mean, like I have nothing but respect. And I thought that that scene 
Gabby, Gabby's emotions, the stakes of it all, the way that it was handled. I thought it was honestly amazing to see. And actually the benefit of reality TV and that a lot of times, a lot of people who are scripting these things are not a part of the culture. So there's a certain sensitivity to talk about these types of like traditions too that just isn't usually always depicted. Yeah, I just, I will give her that. Mama, she says some foul shit a lot, but um, (laughs) Jen is really good. She's she's great for the show. She is a good addition. Her, her entire family, they all just kind of really work. I hope Atlanta kind of gets that mix again. I, I always just feel like, at least for me, the last few seasons, they're almost there, but it's just not quite. Um, now, I I do think Marlo is awful, but I will. I meant to add, she should have gotten a peach by now. It's it's offensive. Wait, what? Tell me again that you th- why you think Mar- Marlo's awful. You think her character is bad. What do you think? Her well, Mar- behavior. Okay, so the thing, Mar- Marlo is foul. I don't. I mean, Marlo is funny, but she just says foul, awful shit. Like Heavenly, Doctor Heavenly says some awful shit too, but she kind of says it with like a smile on her face. Marlo just says it. To- Marlo always goes for the juggler. I get it. Um. A, I mean, a, there's a difference between saying your mama, a la Dr. Yes, and, and uh, your I'm, mom didn't claim you. You're right. And <laughs> like, I'm going to, and, and apparently we didn't see it. I'm going to fuck your husband. That's what I mean. Marlo's yeah. foul. But that said, she, they should have given her a peach a while ago. Although I don't know if I need Marlo for much longer either. They, I just, I need different energy to the show. The only ones that I think is, Candy is like the only OG that will kind of always fit because she's the one person who's always flipping something different just by nature of, and plus she really gets it. Like she, like I will watch her and Todd spin off with the restaurant. Like I know it's coming. I know I probably back in production <gasps> oh my soon. God. I'm gonna if watch that. Was that was the new VPR. Well, the, and I'm, also Leva and Southern Charm allegedly is doing a spin off. But wait, is Candy like really doing one? I thought they were, and it's actually <gasps> stopped before COVID, which is why Nene was mad. Not Lisa Vanderpump. It was the Candy thing allegedly. Um, oh. Nene hollering at me. But I, I, I took that scene that they showed as a preview, probably what could come. I would watch that because I'm pretty sure like Candy and Todd, they get it. They're good mm-hmm. for the, she's still good for the show. She's a nice ballad. She's the nice bridge between auntie niece because she's the freaky auntie and the, uh, the freak aunt is always young. I hope I'm the freaky auntie. Like just the natural kind of thing. I appreciate it. But um, Cynthia can go too. Uh, I didn't mean to revert back, but I just remember people can leave. Um. Yeah, I'm nervous about Mike moving to Atlanta. <laughs> right. I'm like, maybe don't sell that house quite yet, regardless of whether or not you, where you guys are going to live. I mean, like, maybe keep your property right I'm now. I'm like, unless, because, wait, does he do TN? What does he wear? ESPN or TN? Sports? I don't know. Something sports. SportsTV.net. I don't know. Slash Alta Vista. I, I, can't I, can't, I thought it was ESPN. I was like, man. I think it was Fox, maybe? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know the difference between any of them, honestly. Well, well maybe you can be sports. in Atlanta for that, because I'm just making sure, like, make sure you can still work from Atlanta, because. Cynthia, <laughs> she might not. She they might give her friend of at that. It wouldn't be the worst idea to to go down she, to and friend she, of and for a season. And she's lovely. It's What's just, even the difference on Atlanta when you're a friend of? It's she's lovely, but with with all due respect, you spent this whole season complaining about not being able to have your second televised wedding in a decade during a plague. I, and then you not being able to handle the understandable mm. criticism. Again, I wish her well. She is a lovely <laughs> woman, but what was that? And I'm over it. Thank you for your service. I don't need it. Thank you. For your- May your memory be a blessing. <laughs> um, w- just shifting gears slightly, when it comes to New York, which is mm-hmm. the next new premiere almost upon us, 
as we're talking about the chemistry, the generational shift, and also just like the recipe of it all, how do you find yourself feeling about the cast, the trailer, the season to come? That trailer looked amazing for New York. I think they'll actually be able to pull it off. The thing about um, mixed cast sometimes, just to be honest, is that, you know, realistically, as much as we see in TV shows and stuff, you know, certain like mixed race friendships, the reality is we're not really near each other, particularly in New York. New York is like one of the most segregated places in the entire country. The school district is the most segregated in the nation. You know what I'm like? You wouldn't think, but New York is also the same place where you could do a mixed race show and it can make actual sense. Like somehow they would flow into each other's social circles. I'm not really as worried about it only because I don't really have a problem generationally with like different ages. I just think it depends on how the person is at that age. Like, yeah, and what they're experiencing. When Portia was young and with married to Cordell, she was stuffy and boring and wouldn't go nowhere. She should have been left if she was going to act like that. Um, Luann, the Countess is a good time. Ramona and Sonia have never left the streets. So, you know, with them being a little bit younger, it doesn't make sense because if anything, Ramona's probably going to be going after the same guy against Leah anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It just fits because that group of women, they're still out. Like, Dorinda would still fit to me because Dorinda is fun. And, yeah. But that's it. I haven't watched it yet. But the trailer looked great. And... Because because it worked with Leah, I think it can work mm-hmm. with... Um, and I'm actually just really excited to see Ebony on it. Um, I just think she's a not... She's like the... She just seems like a, the perfect fit for it. Like, I can... Like, I just can't wait to see how that actually works. But I'm looking forward to seeing this. Because I love New York. They usually Are you familiar with Ebony's work? Um, I mean, I know she is because of Revolt, and we did actually a panel during election for like Essence at some point. So I mean, I know Ebony, so I like I'm 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 excited to see her on there, but um, don't know her well, but I feel like she she's just a good fit because once I saw that her and Leah were clicking on IG, I'm like, okay, I can see how this works. Um, I don't know the other person that they added that's a friend of, but I'm I'm Rashawn. I'm very curious to see how it all goes, but the trailer looked great. Um, because I, I mean, what can go with you're a hoe, you're a hoe, you're a hoe, you're a hoe. I mean, what could go wrong? Also, it was kind of sad Bethany released that nonsense on the same day. We don't care, girl. Oh, uh, with Paul, we don't. I care. mean, something's gonna happen on May fourth, the day of the premiere. Bethany's gonna be like, I eloped. Um, or I'm doing it on Instagram Live tonight at nine p.m. Eastern. Blah blah blah. It's gonna happen. We just prepare yourself. She's gonna do it, and and she should, you know. Um, maybe shout out some of her cast or not. She's very busy. She's very busy being B. The show is great without her. We appreciate her service too, but it doesn't need her. And honestly, she sucks up the air when she enters the space. So it's really nice to see the other people breathe. Um, don't need Bethany, but very excited about New York. It looks good. Um, I do hope. Oh, wait, they are bringing Miami back for Peacock, right? I didn't mean to laugh. They (laughs) are. They are, but we don't know. Allegedly, Leah's not back. I mean, no one ever thought Joanna would come back. So it's like a mix, maybe. But I don't know who's full-time friend of with some Lisa, some Alexia. I don't know about Adri- Adriana. Larsa's pretending that she's in contention, which nobody actually believes. I would say, so she just really wants to be on the show, but they have no real interest in hiring her. 
She wants to call herself someone with a show. She does not want to actively participate, as we have oh. seen on Kardashians, as we have seen on her time on. She, my, she, she was she, one of the worst housewives of all time. She wants a job title that, without the actual burden of work. She, yeah, she labor. doesn't want a TV show. She wants a LinkedIn and some us mag on the side. You know what Especially I'm saying? She wants the on. she wants the attention and good for her. And you know, she can get it on page six regardless of whether or not it's on TV, but don't ruin this franchise because you want a headline. For some reason you'll get it anyway. Wow. You let her have it. Um I mean is it am I wrong though? She was Oh terrible. I didn't say anything wrong. I I just I, I was actually just generally I'm like I she she can't really be in contention, but you confirmed that for me. Um I just figured she was feeding the press every week to get a headline. I mean, allegedly, she has some sort of talent hold or something where uh, whatever, whatever. I do not believe she might cameo. They're do, they're taking a lot of photos. Lisa's got into a fair amount of trouble with Miami because she's putting on the, all these lavish big parties. And then she's like, but it's for charity. And, you know, masks are unless it's a meshed mask to go with a, you know, party costume ensemble. That's as far as they're going to go. And Larsa has been pictured at some of those events along with other. Their Miami alums and I'm sure they're doing that because maybe they're friendly and I'm sure they're really doing that for attention of course. do I think that Lars is really in contention I hope not there's <laughs> truly nothing that she can give us that we can't get for free uh, well I hope Wendy Williams does make her cameo that would be interesting do you think Wendy Williams is serious yes depending on the day yes would she really do a friend of like she said yes yeah I think she would Wendy and Nini, they're back to being nemeses, right? I think. Last I, I, I don't know, but I feel like the last time there was a bit of a riff again over the way Wendy talked about Nini over the Housewives scene airing. Sort of similar to like Wendy and Tamar, I want to say, where both reality tv people got pissed at wendy for revealing way too much well, about stuff that they thought was off the record no well those well those are two people who should not be friends with wendy williams because that was never going to go well like i see what yeah. i mean i can see why wendy williams's relationship with black china goes so well because black china understands the game as it who is. wendy is yeah whereas tamar and nini love you know we wish them well um yeah have notable mixed reactions to those types of things in the past. Mm -hmm. So those relationships were doomed to fail from the start. And honestly, Nene, I remember when she was up for a uh, talk show years ago and she claimed, or Charlamagne actually brought up on like a Breakfast Club interview, I think, and um, about how Kevin Hunter at the time interjected to shut that down or something like that. Oh, I feel like I remember this. I will say this, to be honest. I will give Nene a lot of credit. I think she's burned a lot of bridges on her own, but she has had a lot of people screw her over many times. So I do understand the frustration. She's also had a very fortunate career as for anybody, much less a housewife. So there's that. Mm-hmm. But with respect to the daytime talk show thing, I kind of think if back then Nene had actually got to pilot, or I think she did, I feel like that show probably would have done well. And so for ha- to have that taken away from her, uh... probably is for Nene like, Again, I don't know. Um, I would imagine that probably is the type of choice. Because, you know, we all have certain where we've been screwed over. At least I have, like, business stuff. 
you know which certain jobs could probably change your life. I could have seen a couple of years ago Nene probably having a successful mm-hmm. talk show. She probably would have been, well, let me not say that, but I could have just seen it happen. So I thought her being Wendy Williams' friend even a little bit after that was interesting. Um, but I don't think they're cool. And yet Bethany got the opportunity and ruined it. I mean, no one, I don't know that anyone really thought that was going to work out, including Bethany stands. That was hilarious. And I just remember literally at the time, immediately people being like, she's mean. It was just so obvious to people. It was, it, yeah, she was like, she's mean, crazy. Um, oh, well. So she's a dark spirit. She is. It's, it's, you have to, to love Bethany is to hopefully understand her. And there is a significant reason why she's been able to achieve this stuff she has which is commendable and there's a specific reason why in her personal life things have usually go toxic kind of quick you know i bet her tv show is probably still interesting she does bring it for tv but i would not deal with that in person her or carol although carol disappointed me recently um i didn't know okay so i don't watch the bachelor i just hear about these people and i understand Mm -hmm. he did some alleged stalking so i don't get that um but what she said was ridiculous um and she really dug in it so i was like oh i can't even think of you as a nice alum anymore i have to put you in the pile um oh well sorry i just want to bring them both down before we know it's, it's an it's an odd thing that she doubled down but it also does give a window into why she and bethany were so close for so long oh no. a lot more similar than they than carol wants you to believe as soon as i saw that i was like oh this is like bethany when trump won on twitter okay mm-hmm. same energy that's why y'all stopped getting along it's a little bethany Meghan markle energy too of the like you're um uh saying something about a marge an individual and in doing so a marginalized community and you're non actually she didn't even really give carol didn't attempt to give a non-apology carol just said um i'm not listening to you anymore you know like it's it's i am right because i have an opinion and i am loud and that's the best way to go wrong real real quick that seems like carol the princess um May her, may she rest in peace in my mind too, because <laughs> I don't need I, it. Hopefully New York will sustain her crown because I think we deserve it. We need it. And if Jersey is any example, like let's let the tri-state area go wild. You know, I, 2021, I, this is our year. I officially miss Tinsley more than Carol now. <laughs> I know. Isn't that something? And yet here we are. Um, listen, I am obsessed with you. You need to come back um, every day because I love you. And also because I want to get your thoughts on the Erica Jane of it all once Beverly Hills gets moving. I will so come just, back. I, <laughs> I just can you, just understand, though, you know, uh, I'm just I'm going to throw the word allegedly out again, like Wendy Williams. Um, mm-hmm. I am allegedly heartbroken about what's happening. Because I didn't realize allegedly it was that expensive to be anybody. Um, so I'm. this is a difficult space, but I will come back to discuss. Um, that and Kathy Hilton, who I'm interested in coming. And you know they're like shining a little bit of a light now. Oh. Legal documents. Oh, that's, that's why I'm heartbroken, allegedly. I was like, oh, it ain't looking too hot for you, girl. Because, I mean, initially, <laughs> could have went either way. But the last two weeks, it's been like, uh-oh, they going after you. Let me... I mean, and apparently so did Sutton, so we'll see. <laughs> I know, I was 
I'll say hopefully we see a little bit of it and Sutton is going to be that diamond in the rough, rough waters of trying to turn on one also, person when everybody else is going to arm themselves against you. Please invite me back. Also, I don't want to invite myself twice, but just invite oh, me back when um, Salt Lake is on and Jen Shaw is probably holding press conferences for the production crew after she like leaves arraignment right sentencing because she's gonna give all of it she can't help herself she's gonna give us all of it jen shaw's <laughs> social media right now it i don't know why i'm still amazed and baffled i shouldn't be we know who jen is we know who jen is so much better than her legal team does who's getting paid with literally what monopoly monopoly money she truly only has stolen cash I it's it's fascinating. It is a, it, she should get a write off on this because it is a charitable <laughs> endeavor to increase your absolutely likely jail sentence because you cannot give up your idea of a specific specific kind of fame. Um, she will probably try to write it off now that you've thrown that out there because she probably will find this and listen to it. Um, hi, Jen. Good luck, girl. <laughs> <laughs> You in trouble, allegedly. You in trouble. <laughs> uh, on that note, oh my God, where can people, Michael Arsenault, find I Can't Eat Jesus and I Don't Want to Die For? They are available whatever bookstores are sold. I know an indie bookseller could really use your sale, but um, buy it wherever you feel comfortable. It benefits me. <laughs> but yes, we, love, we do love our indie bookstores. I just want to shout that out. And yeah, I really appreciate you having me back. I hope I was a good time, but it was all it's always nice to talk to you. Sorry we couldn't what? do it in person, you know, the plague and I'm left, but uh, soon listen, again. Next time, are you in Texas right now or where right are you, are you I'm going in, to LA? What's uh, yeah, I'll be in LA soon, but I'm in Houston right now. That's great. So that dog behind I... me is an Airbnb situation. <laughs> I don't know who <laughs> that is. I love the art. I love the art. It's uh, in memory. It's a memorial to Jiggy. Can I ask you one more quick question? Mm -hmm. Which housewife do you think is most in need of a copy of I Don't Want to Die Poor? Um, <laughs> maybe Erica Jane. Um, maybe Erica. Yeah, Mary, maybe Erica Jane. Um, well, we need to run up Jen Shaw. Um, <laughs> um, Eva would have related, but she left. Um, she would have, but she, you know, she would have pretended she wasn't broke. So never mind. Actually, might be triggering. So we'll take it off of her plate. Um, <laughs> but yes, those two. Those are my choices. <laughs> I love them. Those are spot on picks. And Michael Arsenal, where can people find you online? Even though I'm too old for the name now, I can't change. It's with me. Um, young, the regular way. S I N I C K. That's young cynic. I'm an elder millennial, but always young cynic. That's <laughs> we just gonna stay with it now. Um, we're perpetually young at heart, and thank you so much for agreeing to that message, which is my number one. Uh, guys, you can follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley, doing a Patreon um, to cover the just announced New York taglines that you can also see on my Instagram. There's a lot there. There's a the Ramona tagline alone is going to be like a 20 minute adventure. So um, look for that on my Patreon. The number one way to support Andy's Girls, patreon.com slash Andy's Girls for exclusive bonus episodes and chances to guest on Patreon exclusive apps online, which is always a fun place to be. Michael Arsenault, I die for you. You're such a light. I'm so obsessed with your work. I have both your books. I love both of them. 
I cannot more highly recommend them to the AGs listening now, and I'm so excited for you to come back. I miss the hugs. Love you. I really appreciate you always being so supportive, and thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Bye. Bye, guys. We'll talk to you soon.